We're going to talk to our friend Trevor Allen, covers youths for KSLsports.com, coming up here momentarily. But first, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Premier Wave, he's our friend Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm just down here in Southern California going to the Rose Bowl. I just got in, so maybe sounded a little stiff on that first segment, but that was because I was getting off of the plane. All right. Well, you're, you're, you're off. You're ready to roll. You're looking forward to the game? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I got tickets in the Ohio State section, so I'm going to be loud and proud. (laughs) Good luck. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe out there. (laughs) Hey, doctor, we've talked a lot about this. Uh, If guys are looking for help, how quickly will you start to see some momentum uh, or or some fixes to some of their issues? Well, with with the machine we use, it takes about four treatments before you start seeing results because Essentially what's going on is you have plaque buildup in the arteries, just like heart disease. And so what happens is it doesn't allow the signal to get through. And so it takes a little bit to break the plaque up. The second thing is you you lose lose blood vessels over time with erectile dysfunction. So this machine grows new blood vessels, but that also takes a little bit of time. So it takes about two, two and a half weeks to start seeing, you know, results. But the results last, you know, for six to eight weeks after you that's when you really see the results because it takes a little while to grow the blood vessels. But the results have been phenomenal, especially with this new machine. You know, we get 90% um, 90% satisfaction with the patients, meaning 90% of men get some type of good um, return to function with this machine. And the study shows, there's a new study that just came out with Cleveland Clinic which showed uh, like a 75% jump in the ability to uh, obtain and uh, and an erection after the treatment. So it's a great, great treatment for men who are suffering. And people are like, well, when should I do it? I tell people, you do it as soon as you start seeing symptoms. You know, you don't have to wait till you have no function. Erectile dysfunction is, you know, not complete loss of function. It means lack of or losing some function. So if you're starting to lose function, even if you're 30, now is a great time to do it because it's preventative. Once you grow new blood vessels, it keeps you from getting erectile dysfunction. All right, uh, get the ball rolling, 385-360-WAVE, and uh, you can go online, premierwave.com, and now's a great time to do it, right? You're doing a lot for our listeners. Yep. So, you know, for new patients who mentioned Twitter Day Zone, uh, you get $300 off. Also, we're doing 0% financing, which means that you don't have to put a, a large money, amount of money down, and literally you can do it for pennies or even dollars a day. Get this thing completely fixed. Awesome. 385-360-WAVE or PremierWave.com. Thank you very much, Dr. Johnson. Appreciate you. Yeah, take care. See you guys. All right. We're going to talk a little uh, Rose Bowl. Uh, the good doctor is on his way. Uh, he just got into the airport. Yeah. Uh, traveling, apparently, is not the easiest thing at the moment. Difficult. I, I haven't heard the latest on uh, flight cancellations. Is that still a thing? Is that still happening? Well, I mean, there was several over the holidays. It sounds like it's died down a little bit. Then again, you know, people are going to talk about it less. No one cares if you're not traveling on Christmas now. It's the 30th. 
But tomorrow we'll probably hear a bunch of people who are frustrated if they didn't make it down there. Yeah, no kidding. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Built Bar, whether it's the double chocolate peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia, or salted caramel. Enjoy a Built Bar, 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at Built.com and save 10% off your order by using promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Built Bar. I uh, mentioned we're going to talk to Trevor Allen here in yep. a moment. Uh, covers the use for KSLSports.com and is down in L.A. where apparently it's raining today. What's the best way to cover a football game or watch a football game? We talked about this TV versus being in person. If you are in person, what's the best way to watch it? What I would think stadium, in all honesty. Like a, a covered stadium, indoors, is better than outdoors. But I know that's going to be controversial because both of our stadiums, really all of our stadiums locally, are uh, are in- outdoor. In fact, very rarely is there an indoor college football stadium. Uh, what Minnesota plays in? A, yeah, in Syracuse. Plays Not many in a dome. Yeah, and some of those domes are terrible. Like Syracuse, for example. Yeah, but you had to if you wanted to play because you're in upstate New York and it's just absolutely miserable, freezing cold. Uh, I mean, if you've got the dough, I imagine the retractable roof is the way to go, isn't it? If you can do it that way, that's certainly the best. The way best to do of both it. worlds. Do you want to sit close to the field? Do you want to be far away? Do you want to be right at the 50? No, you want to be about... Midway up? 40% up. Yeah, I think so quite, too. A little bit below so midway. Close, you can't see the field. And then in the middle. Yeah. Oh, if you've ever watched a game on a sideline, you, it's... I mean, it's it's fun because you're down there with everything you see, all that's going on, but you don't really watch... Can't see the game. You can't see the game. Yeah. All right. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, Smart Rain state-of-the-art irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit SmartRain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% off on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. He covers the Utes for KSLSports.com. He's joining us live from Los Angeles. He's Trevor Allen with us on Jake and Ben. What's up, Trevor? Hey, guys, how is my uh, tie for first uh, sports talk radio duo doing? <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing fine, uh, Trevor. We, you know what? You're, you're first place in our book. That was Jeremiah who yeah. did that. Yeah. We didn't rank. Well, well I yeah. ranked myself. Yeah, you did rank yourself, so that's on you. I, I have you number one, Trevor. I'll tell you that. I don't I want to speak for Jeremiah or Ben, but you're number one in my book, buddy. Well, I'll just say this: you guys, you guys are tied with with Hans and Scotty, and okay. I've just got oh, a a, right. a, uh, a history with Hans Olsen, and he's he's one of my guys. So, you know, being being tied with them, I would consider that a huge win for you guys. Sorry, DJ and PK. Anyways, Trev, you're down there right now. <laughs> I am curious because they talk about the Rose Bowl as the granddaddy of them all. We've heard that a lot, but you know, we've seen it, we, we've experienced it on television. What's it like being down there? Do you feel a little bit of this magic? Because I have to admit, covering sports at certain points, you do recognize why some events are so important when you get to be there in person. I mean, I, you know, you know both, both of you guys know this. Uh, whenever you, you uh, cover a team and, and they, they end up having, having certain milestones they end up hitting, you know, it, it doesn't just benefit the team. It doesn't just benefit the fan base. I mean, the fact that I get paid to come out to Pasadena to cover one of the most, uh, you know, wonderful bowl games in all of college football, you know, with all the history behind it, the, the pageantry, the granddaddy of them, uh, the, the granddaddy of them all, as you guys have said, um, it, it, it does feel really special. I mean, when, when you end up showing up to the, the media hotel and there's, you know, it, it is decked out with, you know, the, the Rose Bowl gear and obviously the logos of Utah and Ohio State and, um, you know, we're going to be able to go over to the uh, stadium today because Utah is going to take their uh, team photo. Um, and by the way, note there, the Buckeyes will not be taking a, a team photo this year. Um, 
And, you know, just to, to go through all of this, uh, you know, the, uh, the Rose Bowl game uh, staff have, have been great as far as providing us with everything we need. Um, but just to, I mean, it hasn't really set in yet. I actually think maybe today that it will once you want, once we go over to the stadium, uh, and kind of check it out and, um, it'll, it'll finally probably hit me that I'm actually covering a Rose Bowl, but just, you know, talking about it and all that stuff is, is definitely a lot of fun. And I, I just can't wait for Saturday to get here from a football perspective. What do you think is the biggest storyline going into this game? I just think it's the fact that there's there's two teams that have different mindsets coming in. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat this, guys. I was at at a media availability yesterday. Um, it was the Buckeyes offense and and the Utes defense that that were talking to the media and talking to C.J. Stroud and you know some some of the other players for 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 the Buckeyes. You could just tell their energy wasn't up to what Utah's is as far as wanting to be there. I mean, I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but you also have to have to look at the fact that they have five guys that opted out of a New Year's Six bowl game, which we all know is unheard of in college football. I mean, it, it, it's it's normal for a regular bowl game like you know some of the lower tier bowls, but for it to be a New Year's Six Rose Bowl um, is it, it's kind of surprising. And I, I know I know that the standards are much higher in Columbus. Um, and you know, just kind of seeing the uh, the difference in energy. I mean, Utah isn't having a single player opt out. Um, they're all playing in this game as we all thought. And to just see how energized and how motivated they are to play this game and to win this game, um, it definitely shows kind of the you know difference between both of these teams going into this game on Saturday. So looking at Utah, then, you've talked about kind of that slight they feel. You, you said you, you could feel that yesterday talking to the defense. Who all was made available uh, that you were able to talk to yesterday, and what were they able to say? Morgan Scally was available, along with Clark Phillips, who had probably the biggest group around him the entire time, as you guys can imagine. Um, and it wasn't Utah media the, the, the whole time. It was a lot of the, the Columbus media. Um, and then you had Devin Lloyd, Mika Tafua, Junior Tafuna, and, and Nephi Sewell. And I actually asked them, and I, I have a story posted on our website over at kslsports.com about trying to hone in on the, uh, the task at hand by playing a, a great opponent that, that has a lot of history behind it, as, as well as having fun. Because, you know, coming, coming in, in, into this game, coming into this week, per, uh, actually, Utah didn't have – much team, you know, fun. They didn't go out and do a lot of things. They did go to Dave and Buster's uh, the week before they, they came out to Pasadena, but then they get here and then they go to Disneyland and then they're, you know, going to the, the, the wax museum. They're, uh, you know, having, having all of this fun, but they're also still practicing and, and getting ready for a game and just trying to find that balance, especially with some of these younger guys. I mean, you, you guys know being, being college students and, at, at one point in time, you want to have all, all the fun you can, but but then you also have some of the the leaders on this team that are are trying to keep these guys in check. Like, look, we can go out and have fun, but when we get out on the field, we need to we need to really focus on trying to beat the Buckeyes. And um, I, I really think that that the the leadership group for this team is really strong, and and I, I don't think Utah's going to have a problem finding that balance. 
I, it's unfortunate we even have to talk about this, but COVID's still very much a real thing. We've seen games canceled. And um, through the Pac-12 this year, if you're vaccinated, you haven't had to go you know, get tested unless you're, you're symptomatic. Is that still the policy with the Rose Bowl? Is that how it's operating? Or are they testing before the game? Or do we have any idea? I mean, I, I haven't I haven't heard official word on, on actual testing, but what it has been is that, yeah, guys guys will, will end up getting tested if they have symptoms, if they are vaccinated. Now, if they're not vaccinated, they obviously have to get tested weekly. Um, but they haven't really, you know, talked about what those, those protocols are. They have canceled events. Um, there was supposed to be the uh, beef bowl that was supposed to take place last night. They ended up canceling that. Um, they also canceled Team Media Day, where we were going to go over the stadium and, and talk to the uh, two deep on on both sides of the of of this game. You know, just to be able to get it, it's kind of like Pac-12 Media Day all over again, but just with two teams. And um, they ended up canceling that just because we're not able to be socially distant uh, throughout all of that. And so they ended up canceling that. So really, all all that we have left as far as media events is the uh, team photo. Uh, taking place today, which, as already mentioned, Utah will will do a photo. The Buckeyes will not. Um, and then Ryan Day and Kyle Whittingham will have a, a joint press conference tomorrow morning. Um, but as of right now, they're you know going on as scheduled. They haven't limited fans uh, as of right now. It's still supposed to be pretty packed. Um, and right now, they're just going on as scheduled. And and I, I'm I'm not getting the the feeling that, that this game is in jeopardy either. I, I really feel like come Saturday, we're going to have a game. And I think once we pass the five hour mark, you know, until kickoff, and and it still has been canceled. I mean, because we all know how crazy it can be, especially with the Holiday Bowl five hours out, they end up canceling the game. Um, I, I really feel like that there is going to be a game played, and then not much is going to be is going to really take anything away from it. It was probably more than five hours out, but uh, Chip Kelly decided not to tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Four guys at practice. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Probably. Uh, Trevor, thank you very much. Uh, Keep up the great work down there in L.A. We appreciate you. Sounds good, guys. Take it easy. See you, Trip. Trevor Allen uh, covers the Utes for KSLSports.com. And uh, he's down there, of course. Uh, Hans is, uh, is down there. PK's down there. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell. We've got this uh, thing covered. Hans for doing you. the uh, bowl in Vegas today? Uh, is he doing Arizona State? What game is he doing? He Penn might State? Be. I have no idea. He's doing a bowl game. I think Hans is doing a bowl game tonight. And then going uh, to Los Angeles. Because he kind of gets that weird. He, he does like every bowl season, he does a weird color. He, has, he, he gets, does a couple, yeah. He, does, he gets called in to do some uh, some color work. Which, which is, is really cool. Hilarious. Yeah, well, he's great at it. Yeah, he's I mean, good at it. Hans is, he knows a little bit about football. Yeah, he's really Turns good out. at what he ju- does in general. Uh, you, I, I was giving Coach Lacombe credit is for this. Is he doing the Vegas Bulls? Is he doing Wisconsin, Arizona State tonight? I honestly have no he idea. He might be. Yeah. Uh, Hans is really no. good uh, at uh, kind of translating his football knowledge to, to something that's very consumable. Yes. Which I think is is a talent. That's that, the job. Yeah, that not everybody uh, we has. We were talking about John Madden yesterday. That's what he did better than anyone. Yep, He absolutely. took football and made it talk, guy talk, you know, comfortable afternoon Sunday talk, easy to easy to hear, not just boring X's and O's, but he did it really well. Because sometimes coaches can get a little deep. Pretty deep, yep. Pretty deep yep. for your, your average sports consumer out there. But uh, Hans is really good at, uh, at doing that, and it, it translates certainly into being a color analyst. So, yeah, Hans is busy this time of year, I suppose. 
But hey, fun for Trevor to be down there. And, and like you said, there is a little bit of magic around some of these sporting events you get to cover. And, and you know, sometimes I'm sure it's you know the first time you ever cover something. And I'm not saying that about, about Trevor. I certainly felt it too. I'm sure you remember covering your first Jazz game or Pac-12 Media Day or whatever it is. It's like it feels big. They're they're kind of fun events, but the, some of these events are bigger than others. And the Rose Bowl is you know short of the college football playoff. It's about as good as it gets when it comes to to covering a college football game. Uh, so it's a very cool event, and, and I'm excited for Utah fans that are going down there and get to experience. I mean, even. There's so much romance in getting the logo with the rose on it, with your rose at it. I mean, that U of U, the interlocking U with the rose on it is A++. I mean, it's the best logo I've ever seen Utah have. And we're just grateful Trevor can uh, peel himself out of the Viper Room for a couple of minutes to, to give us a little well, update Trevor's on the has got some, some people down there. He knows. <laughs> he was telling me about it. Glad he – I'm sure he's having a fun time tearing up Sunset Strip and – Taking a few moments to give us a call. Yeah, leaving the wife and kids behind. Nothing like nothing like sunset at ten twenty two a.m. You know, just kidding. We don't know what Trevor's doing. Do we want to speculate? Oh, I know exactly what Trevor's doing. Denny's. You know, he's geeking out on Utah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Trevor loves loves covering the team. He loves being down there. Trevor's a Trevor's a straight shooter. Uh, what would you be doing? You wouldn't have heard from me. <laughs> You would have been that guy who committed, but then just didn't answer the phone. No, I sent out a few tweets and schedule a few tweets while I was down there to make it seem like I was working. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We've got uh, your top three stories at kslsports.com coming up next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the youths as they prepare for the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Keep it locked on The Zone all week long as The Zone gets you ready for the biggest game in Utah football history. As Kyle Whittingham and the youths square off against Ohio State. Get live up to the second coverage with Patrick Kinahan, Alex Keery, and Scott Mitchell. Live from Pasadena, your home for the best Rose Bowl coverage in Utah. It's right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. You shot it out, but I can't hear what you say. Jacob Man, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Uh, we're gonna get to our top three stories at KSLsports.com coming up here in a moment, but uh, joining the show now, of course. Our friend from Premier Wave Medical, he's uh, Dr. Justin Johnson with us here on Jake and Ben. What's going on, Dr. Johnson? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? I'm just enjoying the weather here down in Southern California. It's so, raining, but it's not snowing. <laughs> not snowing is not snowing is good, uh, Doctor. Let's talk about uh, and and you've hit on this a little bit today, but let's uh, let's talk about what differentiates you guys out there. You guys are very unique in what you're able to do. Yeah. So. You know, there's a lot of acoustic wave machines on the market, but there's only one that was actually developed for erectile dysfunction. And we're the only ones, only, you know, ED clinic in Utah that has it. So our machine was specifically designed to correct ED. And the reason that it makes it better is that it penetrates a lot deeper than the other machines. The other machines, the energy only goes about an inch and an inch and a half or so, whereas ours penetrates five to six inches. Where that's important is there's a lot of blood vessels that are kind of deep in the body that go into the erection complex that cannot be treated with the other machines. In fact, 55% of the erectile complex is not able to be reached by the other machines, but we can. So we get better results because we're able to reach the areas where the blood vessels are. And so we've you know, partnered with this manufacturer, the premier partnership with them, 
and we've developed some of the protocols. So our protocols, which are the methods that you use to treat the erectile dysfunction, are are advanced. They're more advanced than anyone else. They're the best trained staff. So we've really geared our you know treatments and our everything towards getting the best treatment possible, the best efficacy possible. When you said we'll start seeing results as quickly as two and a half weeks, what what how long does the actual treatment take? Just you know, kind of your first treatment. If you were going to go in, what should our users expect? Yeah, so the treatment, you know, it's painless, first of all, but it takes about 10, 15 minutes. We do two treatments a week because we, you get this thing called signal amplification, meaning the signal to build new blood vessels gets a little bit more stronger if you do it twice a week. So we do two treatments a week for six weeks, or sorry, for three weeks. So we get six treatments total after about the fourth treatment, which is the end of the second week, is when you start seeing the results happening because that's when the blood vessels are starting to be built up well and the signal's getting through. Uh, 385-360-WAVE or go to premierwave.com and now is a great time to do it uh, with the deal you're doing. Yeah, so if you call, you know, mention 12 the zone, you get $300 off your first treatment. And then also, you know, we're doing 0% financing, but we also do women's packages because we do vaginal rejuvenation. So we're actually doing a special year-end offer. I forgot to say this last time. If you call and you get $1,000 off the men's and women's packages combined. Very nice. All right. 385-360-WAVE. 385-360-WAVE or go to premierwave.com. Doctor, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. That's 385-360-WAVE or go to premierwave.com. You ready to get into this uh, here, Ben? Trevor Allen texts into the show, Utah Football Insider. He says uh, Hansy's down at the, the Vegas Bowl for okay. ASU and, and Wisconsin. So there you go. Pac-12 needs to show up. Yeah, they, they're uh, winless, right? Well, they've been, uh, yeah. They lost Utah State. Uh, Oregon didn't, or Oregon, yeah, Oregon didn't play either against Oklahoma last night. At least not in the first half. No. And then uh, UCLA literally didn't play. So, Utes need to Utes need to get a big win coming up here on Saturday to save the Pac-12, which is something Utah's gotten used to having to do quite a bit lately. Wait, weren't they? Was it two years ago or three years? No, it couldn't have been two years ago. It must have been three years ago where the Pac-12 went like one and six in bowl games yeah. or something like that, and Utah was the only victor. Yep. Not good, Bob. Not uncommon though for the Utes to. Uh, to certainly be the torch carrier for the uh, for the entire conference. Uh, big thanks again to Trevor for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, and uh, check out his great coverage, kslsports.com. Uh, let's get in. Speaking of kslsports.com, let's get into our top three stories. Megan? Number one. Jazz sweep road trip with win over shorthanded trailblazers. They did, Ben, and uh, the Blazers still had Damian Lillard, and they still... Uh, they still had Norman Powell. They still had Norman Powell. They weren't quite as shorthanded as, like, say, the Dallas team we saw on uh, on Christmas night, but still a tad shorthanded. But the Jazz, really, this one was never in doubt, but it wasn't the perfect game either. I am curious, you know, I, I consider talked about this before the pregame, or uh, in the pregame, you, you probably heard it on your comments as well, when he said, you know... They they look different because they don't have a lot of their pieces, especially their big guys. But they still have Damian Lillard. Yeah, like that's their best player. Now they were so shorthanded where you're missing three of their four front court players and you're missing CJ McCollum. I get it. They're they're way more shorthanded than re- the reasonable argument would be here. But I am curious. Would you rather have be missing your top player? And you could argue the Jazz right now are missing their top player in Donovan Mitchell, or would you rather be missing guys three, four, and five on your roster? Regular you know? season game or postseason game? Well, now you're getting too into it. I, 
I mean, regular season. Let's go regular season. I think that's it changes the, last night the answer. Yeah, you're, you're, oh, yeah, in the playoffs, if you're losing your best player, you've got no chance to win a series. Right. But you, you, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was scoring 40 points a game against the Clippers and made it actually pretty competitive, despite the fact they didn't have Mike Conley. True. But I do think it changes the answer. Sure. And it depends on the team. Portland, well, I think the Jazz have more oh, yeah. depth of talent than Portland does. They're more equipped I mean, the problem to is handle the, it. The Jazz already have the best player on the floor. I would listen to the Jazz have the second best player on the floor. Like, I, it's very reasonable to say that both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are better than Damian Lillard right now. Okay, I, I can come along with that. But the Jazz aren't necessarily a best player on the floor team. That's no, not how they're, they're built. Not. But then it's nice when you have those two guys who are top 10 players, and then also you have Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich and, you know, Rudy Gay and, and, and all these different players. If, if LeBron well. takes a night off in L.A. right now, they're going to score 50 points. Correct. They're, they're toast. Yeah. Right. Certain things, yes. The Jazz are unique because they're the deepest team in the NBA also. And they've got serious top-end talent, which is why they're a championship contender. And they were planning on being without Mike Conley X amount of time yep. anyway. Yep. So feel a little bit more prepared to to do that. So it's a complicated question. But Portland, though, the missing their bigs, that had a huge impact. They, they lost before the ball even tipped yeah. be, since the Jazz took advantage of it, which you wrote about at KSLsports.com. Now, they still would have lost if they had had Robert Covington or if they'd had like, Cody Zeller or if they'd had Yusuf Nurkic. They still would have lost that game because the Jazz were a lot better. And the Jazz played only as hard as they had to to beat them, which I know caused Quinn Snyder a, a bit of a headache after the game. But I think that's what I felt like the whole time. As soon as Portland would get the game close, the Jazz would put their foot on the accelerator a little bit and pull away, and then they'd come back. It was just kind of this constant game of catch up and, and build the lead and catch up and build the lead. And the Jazz were fine and comfortable doing it. The game never really felt like it was in doubt. Uh, but but it was a good win. You you swept your road trip without your best player on the floor. Winning games on the on the road is really difficult in the NBA, especially right now where nobody in the NBA is really a great basketball team, but, but there's enough okay teams that winning is hard and winning without your best player is difficult. So going and beating... San Antonio, who we know can be good. Portland, who's much better at home than they are on the road, is a is a nice win. Any? Uh, do we have any idea? Probably not on when we can hear an update from uh, for Donovan Mitchell. We haven't, and I, it, that's a little dicey because generally when you don't hear an update, it means it might be a little bit longer than you expect. Now maybe he'll be back for the weekend games, and maybe it was just about getting two extra days off here so he can come back and be available to play on New Year's Eve. But you know maybe he doesn't play Friday against. Yeah. The Timberwolves, so he can play on the back-to-back and play against the Golden State Warriors on New Year's Day, which is going to be a huge game. Just thinking about it from a scheduling standpoint, I guess I would say it would, it would be unlikely he'll play in both games of the back-to-back. I would think so, too. Then it just seem like that where you, you come back from just a couple nights off and you go right into a back-to-back, that just doesn't seem likely to me. I mean, to the point where his back was weird enough that they didn't want him to travel. And Quinn Snyder talked about core injuries, hips, backs are a little bit different. Don't make him sit on a long plane. He's not going to get the same treatment on the road that he can if he just goes into ZBBC and you know can see some of the best trainers in the world. That's that's there's an advantage of doing that. It also didn't seem like the Jazz were necessarily thinking this is going to be a month long process. I mean, he went back into the game on Saturday night on Christmas Day to, to finish off the Mavericks. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem that way, Ben. But yet the Jazz are the team that Derek Favors missed about two months, and they kept him on a he's day to day. Yeah. The whole oh, time, uh, the last, the end of last season for Donovan Mitchell, we had no idea what was going on with his ankle. To the point where it just kind of felt like, yeah, they're just giving him extra rest until the playoffs. And the playoffs came, and they scratched him fifteen minutes before the yeah. game started. Oh, so I don't know what. So this do. is real. Yeah, but I, I would find it unlikely that he'll play in both games in the back to back. That would be my guess too. All right, number two. 
Utah defensive end Mika Tafua accepts invitation to Shrine Bowl. Mika Tafua quietly had a dominant season. He's not going to be the best pro out of this group. That's going to be Devin Lloyd. But there's a real question of who's going to be the second best pro on this Utah football team. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be in this year's draft. I mean, Brand Keith, he's going to be in next year's draft. Mika Tafua can enter the draft. Is he a senior? No. I he's only a junior. So. I mean, all these kids got these extra weird red shirt years, years by playing yeah. last season. So I don't know what class. I don't even know what day it is, much less what class most of these kids are at this point in their careers because it's gotten so jumbled. But Mika, I, there's a real argument that Mika Tafua ends up as the second best pro coming out of this group because, you know, defensive ends, if you can come in and make a splash, you can be in the league for a long time and you can get you can be a pretty highly paid player. And Mika Tafua, we, we've looked back at great defensive ends in Utah history. I mean, Nate Orchard still gets called up to the NFL in week 12 every year. You know, because you get late in the season, you get a couple of injuries and you need a guy with some depth who's played a long time. It wouldn't at all surprise me if Mika Tafua ends up as a third or fourth round draft pick and, and ends up sticking around in the league for six or seven years. You alluded to it. The position he plays is extraordinarily valuable. He had nine and a half sacks this year, Ben. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he was quietly very dominant. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to look up. his. He had 30 solo tackles, 48 total tackles. Uh, 13 tackles for loss. Yeah. No, he was great and made big Nine plays. And, a half sacks. and you know what? I mean, Christian Cox talked about this a lot. Who was it? Was it the game against TCU? He blew up. He went crazy against TCU. And of course, everyone was watching that game because it was two top 15 teams. Yep. And he got he went to the NFL because of it. He said it was that one game that got him a chance to go play in the NFL. And he made significant money playing for the Patriots. So, Mika Tafua goes out against Ohio State and doesn't have the starting left tackle and gets, you know, has a two and a half sack game or a three sack game. And all of a sudden, he's talked about as a third or a fourth round draft pick. And you go make yourself some cash. So, this is a big game for him. And then going to the Shrine Bowl where Bam Olusen is also going to be like, those are opportunities to talk to NFL scouts, show off what you can do, play in different schemes that you weren't necessarily playing under Kyle Whittingham, and uh, and you can blow up. So this is a big invite. This is not uh, this is not a small thing for uh, for Mika Tafua. We've seen players play in those games and dominate and really make themselves no, go to Ziggy. Ziggy went from unheard of to a f- the fourth overall pick. Bobby Wagner did the same thing. Yep. where he went. To, I can't remember if he was in the the Senior Bowl or what he was in, but I remember he was just the best player on the field. And then all of a sudden, he goes to Seattle, and the rest is history. Ali Marpet, my favorite <laughs> offensive lineman in the NFL, did the same thing. And the practices are more important than the game, too. Yeah. They, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, it's an all-star game. Once you get down there, no one's trying to get hurt. But, uh, yeah, you go down there and you play real hard in the practices and everyone can see what you do in the reps and how athletic you are. It's a huge difference maker. All right, up next, Megan. Number three. Locals Taysom Hill and Tyler Huntley activated from COVID-19 list. Great news for both those players. Um, the Saints were really in some rough shape from a quarterback standpoint. I know you love Ian Book, Ben. But he didn't seem to get the job done for the Saints. I'm a big book guy. Taysom Hill uh, has an opportunity. And Tyler Hundley, uh, Lamar Jackson could play, but apparently he's still still, in with an ankle. Yeah. So Tyler Hundley could get an opportunity to play with the playoffs really on the line. I mean, a huge game. Again, you and I talked about that, though. Maybe that's a bad thing. Like, Tyler Hundley's already already done it. He's approved. And again, now maybe he doesn't get traded because you look at what the Ravens have and they say, well, you know, you look at the the way that uh, that, that Lamar plays, and, and he's a little bit injury prone, and he takes a lot of hits, and, and maybe that's a guy who isn't going to stay healthy. Just, I mean, his build—he's long and slender. Like those guys take hard hits, and he's willing to take hits and stand in the pocket even when he's not out running around and, and take some big hits. So that may give Tyler Huntley extra value. I do think you uh, you hope Tyler Huntley's starting somewhere else though next year. That would be my. I hope. think he will because 
Um, look at the Eagles, Ben. When right. they had Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, and they couldn't decide which one, and they thought, well, two quarterbacks, we've got the ultimate insurance policy, blah, blah, blah. It ruined the team. Correct. And not only did it ruin the team, but they didn't maximize an asset where they could have flipped Foles at the time for a first-round pick, but instead decided not to, and kind of the rest is history. I think, Baltimore, I, I agree with what you're saying, but if you've got a player that you can you know, maximize because only one quarterback can play at the time, right. and you can add two or three impact players via the draft or however yeah, else. get a second-round draft pick you, for them? you got to do it. Because there are going to be teams out there this offseason that say, you know what, I think we can get Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay again next year because he's going to be. And Denver's going to be Denver's scrambling. Gonna be like, we right. thought we had him. Or Texans trade Deshaun right. Watson and don't want to draft a quarterback because this isn't the year. You know, Unless you're getting the kid from Pitt, this really isn't the year to go get a quarterback. So you say, well, you know, Tyler Huntley probably does some of the things that Deshaun Watson did. We love that, and he's not a weirdo. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go after Tyler Huntley, and uh, yeah, maybe that works for us. Carolina swung, swung and missed on uh, Sam Darnold, right? And you don't want to waste Christian McCaffrey. I mean, right. You got to have somebody. And you're not job paying yep. paying Tyler Huntley superstar money nope. to come in and play, but you're paying him decent money, and, and he's got some real upside. So uh, I hope we end up seeing that. I hope they both play. If they do play this weekend, they play well. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll get you ready for Hans and Scotty G. It is Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. The new Zone lineup is here. Give it up, give it. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the Zone welcomes Unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local, all day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. Utah, Ohio State. It's Rose Bowl week for the Utes, and we're getting you ready for kickoff. You're listening to Jake Scott and Ben Anderson on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Jake and Ben, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson. We, we're watching the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. Are they really going to dump a vat of mayonnaise on the, the Yeah, that's one of the coat? questions. That's one of the questions. My daughter, who's six, who is very much coming into her like verbal life. You know, kids can talk, and it's mostly, yeah. though, it is about... You, you, you mentioned your hilarious conversation with your daughter about not knowing what forgiveness is. Uh-huh. And you're six-month-old not knowing what forgiveness is. Kids start to develop this language, and you, they start to really express themselves. So much of it's just like, I don't want food, or I'm tired, or what's what they need. And then they start adding color to their life. And the other day, I made some fajitas, and I put a little sour cream on it, and she doesn't know the difference between sour cream and mayo. She goes, man, dad, if you gave me a spoonful of mayonnaise right now, I would eat it. <laughs> First of all, sweetheart, that's disgusting. Mayonnaise is good as a condiment. It's good as a little spread on a hot dog or something. But apparently, I didn't know this about her. She loves mayonnaise where she'll eat it by the spoonful right now, which I never had that experience. So, yes, they're talking about it's a big conversation on Twitter right now. They're going to dump somebody in a full body vat of this liquid. And then, of course, which condiments would you be okay being dipped in? Are there any condiments you avoid? You're pretty easygoing. Uh, I bet you're not a very picky eater. I'm not. Which is nice. That's one of the most annoying things on earth. 
I have some random stuff that I don't prefer, but even that I'll still eat. Okay. It. Like I don't really like marinara sauce. Okay. But I'll, you know, if you'll spaghetti's have spaghetti's for dinner, I'm eating it. Yeah. You know. Correct. I mean, you eat pizza. It's right. basically tomato sauce. It's basically marinara. Exactly. So it's. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. No, I'm not a picky eater, and I do like condiments. I I do like mayo. I oh, yeah, throw if mayo I'm on. If I'm eating a sandwich, it's going to have some mayo on it. Our friend Kyle Gunther wouldn't do mayo. No, insulted people if you ate mayonnaise. What about Miracle Whip? No, I. You know, I don't care. I don't. I couldn't tell you the difference. Oh, I could, and I couldn't because I care that little. Much different taste. Yeah. Miracle Whip's like sweet. I may have never had it. That's the thing. I may have never had Miracle Whip because I've never tasted the difference. But I don't think way. I want to get uh, covered in mayonnaise. No. That doesn't sound what like What would be the best would... condiment? Megan, you can weigh in on this. Not you, Are there condiments you like or don't like, Megan? I don't like Miracle Whip either. You don't like Miracle nope. Whip. But like you'll do mustard? Yes. A lot of people won't eat mustard or won't eat salsa or won't eat spicy But see, or... would mayo be the answer to be doused in? Because no, not it, me. Because it wouldn't stain. You're worried about staining? I mean, yeah. I'm assuming we're going in in our birthday suit. <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird personal life you've got there. <laughs> Well, I'm not. Uh, th- I'm not going into mayo. Period. I'm not jumping into a. This is a pure hypothetical. So I'm not really worried about what clothes I'm wearing when I jump in. Well, I'm not worried about the actual substance. So what difference does it make? You're covered in a. That's in a, the whole a argument. Gross condiment. It's not about the color. I know, and I made a decision, and I gave you my reasoning, and you're just totally discarded because, it. Yeah, you you're talking the about rules. naked mayonnaise because wrestling. Because you're or changing something. the rules what? all of a sudden of what what the, the coach is. is it naked Ben? The coach is the one who's getting doused in mayonnaise. But he's also not worried about his clothes because he gets you know a ten thousand dollar allotment of whoever their clothes sponsor is right now. Well, how about my hair or something? I don't want to get have like yellow uh, or ketchup stained hair for the. It's rest not of the about day. the stain. It's about the texture. It's about the smell. It's about what's inevitably going to creep into your nose and lips a little bit. I don't think I could do mayo, Megan. Um, not sure it's a condiment, but honey. Yeah, you wouldn't do honey. No. Oh, honey's sticky, and that's sticky, bad. Nope. It's really hard to wash off. But honey's probably not. Like people take honey baths. Is that a thing? Like hot honey? I don't know if people use honey for anything. Honey's not bad though. I drink like it. Smooth, yeah. And you drink it for teas and stuff. I don't, when I'm sick and have a cough, I don't heat up mayo and throw it in a glass of water to soothe well, my vocal cords. What does that cords. have to do with anything? See, Megan brings up a great point. The stickiness alone eliminates honey. Okay. That's fine. I'll buy that. That's a texture thing. That's not a stain thing. That's a texture thing. We're talking about textures here. I'm talking about stains. Smell. See, honey is the best smell to dive into. Like, mustard's strong. It's overpowering. So I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do ketchup. Too liquidy. I'd worry about that. You want something that has a little thick. What about more it. of an artisan mustard, Ben? Yeah, like a, a gray poupon or like a deli mustard. Now we're cooking. Now we're talking about something. Are we? I like sour cream. I could. I would do sour cream over over mayonnaise. You would? Yeah, easily. Wouldn't stain? No. It's a nice thing. It wouldn't stain. <laughs> Chocolate sauce? Whipped cream? So whipped cream count? This is easily the weirdest conversation. What if you're just in cream in? and you swim out? Like the isn't that the thing about? Isn't there an old like wives' tale about mice who get caught in milk and they churn until it turns into butter? Catch they, me if they you can. You've seen that movie? Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. So yeah, you could do that with with milk potentially, or 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 cream. If you put enough sugar in there, you could turn it into whipped cream. So that'd be good. I could do whipped cream, sour cream, most creams. I'd be okay with most creams. But I'm not doing. I'm not touching mayo. Or Miracle Whip is a full body dousing. This is a sports conversation. This is literally what we're watching on television right now. It's only sports. It's the Mayo Bowl. South Carolina currently leading North Carolina. Gasoline would be bad for you. 
pure gasoline's bad. Oil would be bad. But like olive oil might be nice because you'd come out with really refreshed skin. You'd be feeling saucy. Is that really a condiment? I don't know. When, when, what? Yeah, what? what is the difference between I would a say that's condiment. a cooking agent. Okay, that's probably right. I'd buy that argument. What's honey? Is honey a condiment? It can be. It can be. You put honey on toast, that's a condiment. Hmm. But some people, you, like you dip bread into olive oil. Hmm. Raw or uh, or a balsamic. I like balsamic, especially a balsamic reduction. I could dip into a reduction. It's thicker. It's easier to swim out of. You watch a lot of Food Channel? Well, I like a lot of foods. There's a lot of options here. Are there more options or are there fewer options? Do you understand what my question is? Like, are there more things you would... Do you think there's more than you would expect that you'd be willing to dive into headfirst? Or are there fewer than you'd be willing to? Fewer. You think there's fewer? Actually, can you get to fewer than zero? You're doing zero? Of what I'd actually like to be covered in? Yeah. Well, you have to. Well, that just totally skews it. What do you mean more like you you have to? So I'd select multiple things? Well, let's say things? there's a list of 10 things. We've named basically and, and 10. I only have to do one, but I select five just for fun? Well, you don't have to do all five of them. But if you were like saying what you would green light, honey, olive oil, I said balsamic, I said sour cream. So I'm already at four that I'd be willing to do. What about a creamy pesto, Ben? Yeah, a nice pesto would be great. Better than marinara, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to. I, I'm not. I'm not equipped to answer that question. Hmm. Please, please share with us your conclusion. I might take the rest of work off. <laughs> Thirty-two to twenty-one, by the way, is the score. South Carolina leading. Not North gasoline. Carolina. We both said you don't want to do gasoline. You probably dry you out after because it evaporates so quick. Probably really dry your skin out. And you get gas on your hands. You smell like gas for I the love next the smell two of days. Gas, though that's fine. You do. I love the smell of gasoline. Oh, you know what? If this doesn't work out, this show, I might go work at a gas station. I like the smell of tires, tire stores. Love the smell of tires. Do you really? Yeah. If I could combine those two, rubber and gasoline, I should I should have worked at I should go work at in a cockpit somewhere. I should go work at uh, Indy Five Hundred. I should be in the crew. Because I think you have to be skilled at other things and not just enjoy the smell to be on those <laughs> Why crews. Why are you here? <laughs> I like the smells. I really enjoy the smells of the pit. Oh look, they're dipping. Oh, this is gross. They're dipping uncrustables. Into mayonnaise. This is the oh, he did a big bite too. Michael, so did Jr. she. Real quick, Ben. Uh, oh, you- that's awful. That's a peanut butter and jelly too. That's not like a turkey roll. They're dipping it into mayonnaise, and Mike Golick went for two. That's bad. Uh, you like uh, the bowl matchup today is good. Today might be our best day so far. Uh, we've got the Peach Bowl coming up. Uh, Pittsburgh taking on Michigan that's State. That's good. That's the best quarterback in the country going up against the best running back. That's to really fun. Go ACC. Uh, Tennessee, Purdue. Yeah, who no, I'm really going cares? for Michigan State in that game. And then the uh, what are you talking about? I'm definitely going for Michigan State. Why in that not? Game. Why? Why? Because ACC is a joke of a conference. I can't. Do you, you like the Big Ten more than the ACC? Why? They crank out winners. ACC is full of losers. Mm, front runner. Uh, and then Wisconsin, Arizona State. I think should be pretty good. The Las Vegas Bowl uh, tonight. Hope the Pac-12 can do something right. I'm doubting it. Yeah, I'm not believing them over Wisconsin, but I think Utes are going to beat Ohio State, so that'll be the one. That'll be the last game the Pac-12 plays in this year, and it'll it's be the one anyone remembers. Pretty leaky vessel, Herm's running down there. I can't <laughs> believe he still has a gig. Hard to fire. They're not going to get a better coach. Yeah, but this was supposed to be the year. <laughs> they lose everybody after this year. Year thirty in a row, Arizona State. This is supposed to be the year. Exactly. Find right. somebody that can make it the year. Maybe it's not the year or the coach. Maybe it's the school. 
Yeah. Well, that's what PK contends anyway. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he's been uh, hanging out with us all show, show long from Premier Wave Medical. He's our friend, Dr. Johnson. What's going on, doctor? Hey, guys. How you doing? We are uh, doing terrifically well, and let's, uh, let's help our listeners uh, start the new year off uh, feeling better in a variety of ways. Yeah, you know, so the new year's coming up, and everyone has goals. So one of the goals should be to take care of the erectile dysfunction. You know, people, it's part of life, and there's no need to suffer with it. You can get it fixed, and you can, you know, just enjoy your life, because that's a big part of life. And so we have some uh, great things going on. We have a, you know, brand-new machine that's been FDA-approved for the treatment, and it's actually specifically designed for it. And, you know, we have the best uh, methods of doing the treatment. We have a great trained staff. You know, so something that men don't have to suffer with. They need to come and get it done. And that should be a New Year's resolution for all men who are suffering from some type of ED. And you've got a great promotion going on right now for our listeners. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, so, you know, if you call in and just do the ED, you know, treatments, $300 off. But, you know, we also do women's vaginal rejuvenation. So we have couples packages. So if you call before the New Year you will get $1,000 off the couple's package. So you and your wife or your significant other can be all tuned up and ready to go. PremierWave.com. PremierWave.com or call them 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-WAVE. Dr. Johnson, we appreciate you. Yeah, Happy New Year, gentlemen. Take care. Happy New Year to you. Uh, that's our friend, Dr. Justin Johnson from Premier Wave Medical, premierwave.com or 385-360-WAVE. Ben, you uh, enjoy your day, sir. You, you don't have anything to do tonight. What are you going to do? Oh, me? I'm going to Hamilton. Oh, that's tonight. at Eccles. It is at Eccles. So I've got a, I've got a well, date fun. night planned with a significant other. Oh, that's great. I'm going to go eat some beer canned chicken and then go to the, the theater. Wait for it. An all-time song. You've seen it before? Yep, I have. Yeah, First go. time it came through town, I saw it. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I haven't seen it, but I know the music. See, I, I watched it on uh, the Disney Plus or whatever. Is this weird about me? I, I like musicals. I like the theater. But I will not listen to the music until I see the... Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I did either until I saw the play on Disney and then I listened to the music. And then after. listened to the music. Yeah. Yeah. Good like, road trip music. Like I, I saw Les Mis for the first time on Broadway six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had not, I was not familiar with any of the music until I had a chance to see it. And that particular one, I wanted to see a, a good production. No offense to like Olympus High or anything, but yeah. I, you know. Yeah, the Olympus High version of Les Mis is tough to was, watch, tough to get out. through. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. It's their fifth annual Black Friday sale, been extended through December. If you're tired of contacts or glasses, get LASIK now, save 1400 bucks. Check them out, davisvisionmd.com or call 801 253 3080. That's Davis Vision. Hans and Scotty are next, 97.5. Thanks, Miracle Megan. The Zone.